Welcome to the program. I am Sharon Mullen, the chocolate writer, also known in sports circles as the chocolate girl. Thank you for being here to spend some time with me on Did You Hear What Chocolate Said? I've got a great show for you today, talking about my favorite NBA player of all time, Kobe Bryant. Here we go. Two, eight, twenty-four. This was a very important day for me. It was a monumental day for Laker Nation. It was also an inspirational day for the NBA. And of course, an emotional day for the family of Kobe Bryant. On this day, two, eight, twenty-four. Jeannie Buss and the Lakers organization revealed a statue that all Kobe and Lakers fans have been waiting to see. Thousands of people flocked to Crypto.com Arena to bear witness to the unveiling of a statue to commemorate Kobe Bean Bryant, the greatest Laker of all time, the most influential person in L.A. over the past 24 years, the Black Mamba, the girl dad, the most romantic husband on earth, according to the one who would know, Vanessa Bryant, the Olympian, the leader, the Oscar winner, the humanitarian, the businessman, and all around just amazing person. The tent was full of Laker greats and other greats from the NBA I looked around the room and I saw Magic Johnson and his wife, Cookie, Dwayne Wade, Michael Cooper, Byron Scott and his wife, Lisa Leslie, Paul Gasol, Ron Artest, Rui Hachimura, who currently plays on the Lakers, Adam Morrison, James Worthy, Coach uh, Ham, and one of his assistants that I could see, Devin George, Lamar Odom, Commissioner Adam Silver, uh, Robert Ory, Austin Reeves, Gary Payton, and of course, the logo, Jerry West. They all were there. Now, I didn't see LeBron James or Anthony Davis there, which is kind of shocking, being that they are supposed to be the leaders of the current Lakers, but... That is who I did see. Those were the faces in the crowd. The statue unveiling was a purple and gold affair. Had that purple and gold uplighting and a purple tint and purple effects everywhere. It was beautiful. Of course, they had it in this huge tent right there where the statue was standing. And watching it, I can tell the program was well thought out even from where everything was placed in the room. It opened with Lakers announcer Lawrence Tanter introducing a tribute video of some of Kobe's most dynamic moments. Then he introduced the host, the Lakers commentator for 37 years, Stu Lance. After brief compliments for the reason they were there, he brings out the speakers for the event. 
First, Vanessa Bryan comes out. Kobe's coach for two stints, Phil Jackson. And then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. After that, he brought out his former teammate and great friend, Derek Fisher. And last but not least, Lakers owner, Jeannie Buss. And she spoke first. So let me start. Let me stop for a minute. Jeannie Buss, she looked incredible. I mean, basically stunning. I, I swear she's aging backwards, but she looked beautiful. She graced the podium wearing what looked like a cashmere pale purple dress. And she had on a gold necklace with five circular gems in it. No doubt giving a nod to the five championships Kobe earned for her beloved Lakers. She began her speech with um, a story about her dad, the late great Jerry Buss, saying how he wanted Kobe to be a Laker for life. She rattled off the greatest of his accolades, emphasizing he won all those things in the purple and gold. Jeannie talked about how she never saw any player like Kobe Bryant. She said he was a fighter and an artist who did unique things on the court to bend the world to his will. Dr. Buss, her father, he once said that watching Kobe was like watching a miracle unfold and how he was as rare as a five-carat diamond ring. And he also called him a marvel. She spoke with emotion, seeming like she had to fight back tears as she talked about Kobe. She even mentioned she knows she will see photos taken in front of the statue of marriage proposals inspired by the Kobe and Vanessa love story. It was a very sweet moment. Stu then brought up one of Kobe's beloved teammates on all five of Kobe's championship teams, Derek Fisher. He too was emotional as he described Kobe as one of the greatest human beings ever and the greatest players to touch a basketball, telling his daughters and Vanessa to remind people of this in those GOAT conversations. Fisher talked mainly about Kobe, the family man, how he amazingly found time to be committed to the game he set the standard for and his family. The respect he feels for Kobe came through with every word of his speech, really illustrating how Kobe transcended basketball and was a true legend. Next up, one of the greatest Hall of Fame basketball players of all time. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And whenever anyone announces him, you've got to slow down and say his name like that. You can't rush through that because when you speak his name, it's it's just with so much grandeur and respect. He just commands a room. When he spoke and the camera panned the room, you could see everybody just hanging on every word he said. Cap, as he's lovingly called, Uh, talked mainly about Kobe's focus and determination and how he elevated the games of his teammates. For those of you who don't follow Cap on Substack, Cap is a prolific writer. He so eloquently painted the picture of how Kobe inspired everyone to be their best and ended with a poignant, thank you, Kobe. It was awesome. Very touching. Kobe's relationship with the next speaker, his former coach, Phil Jackson, had some ups and downs, just like his relationship with Shaquille O'Neal did. 
We all remember some of the disparaging things Jackson wrote about Kobe in his book, mainly the Kobe isn't coachable comment. What was refreshing to learn is the progression of their relationship. Jackson, or PJ as Vanessa calls him later in her speech, he gives several anecdotes and funny stories about dealing with Kobe. He acknowledged the hard times. He also revealed that when he came back to the Lakers to coach for the second time, he and Kobe agreed to collaborate and cooperate with each other and how that was key on their timeline of success. He closed out his speech listing out the two times he was most proud of Kobe and who he was. First one, um, he was in a hotel one morning and Kobe came up behind him and tapped him on the shoulder. And when Phil looked at him, he noticed that he had the ashes crossed on his forehead as it was Ash Wednesday. And he had been to mass that morning. He said that showed him that Kobe was working on Kobe the man. He got a little choked up when he made that point. He then moved on talking about the fifth championship game where they beat their main rival, the Celtics. He reminded everyone Kobe was having a bad shooting night, but he was so great that he found other ways to contribute to win, including dumping off the ball to Ron Artest, who made that three-pointer that Ron later talked about saying, Kobe Bryant passed me the ball. He trusted me. That was a big deal. They went on to win and everybody was excited. But afterwards, the Lakers did the traditional appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And while they were on there, Jay Leno made a comment trying to be funny, asking, who is that player who's always out of uniform, sitting behind you, always in street clothes, trying to be funny? He, uh, Phil said that Kobe responded, don't make fun of Adam Morrison. He's one of our teammates. He puts in the work. He may not get to dress, but he puts in the work and he's part of our team. He shut that joke right down. And it was interesting as he was saying it, the camera focused on Adam Morrison sitting in the audience. Beautiful moment. Beautiful. With some emotion in his voice, Phil ended that story saying, when he saw that, that's when he knew he was the most proud of Kobe Bryant. You can almost hear people's hearts just open up hearing this curmudgeon of a man who had some ups and downs with Kobe speak gently and almost lovingly of him. It was awesome. I knew next was going to be Vanessa Bryant's turn. And boy, I was trying to get prepared for it too, get my emotions in check. Mm. Stu introduced her by saying, there's a saying behind every good man is a good woman. No. Beside beside every good man, there is a good woman, not behind. It caused a round of applause across everyone in the audience, and they gave her about a one-minute standing ovation before she began. Vanessa's speech was perfect. She thanked the people of L.A. Uh, for coming and all of his supporters. Jeannie Buss for helping her with the statue. And everyone else who's always been there. 
What caused another huge round of applause is when Vanessa announced that Kobe will have three statues, not one, three, at Crypto.com Arena, the house that Kobe built. It'll be one in number eight, one with their daughter Gianna and him, and the other Kobe in number 24. Vanessa went on to describe special elements she made sure to have in this first statue. All of their daughter's names are tattooed on his arm for Kobe. Although uh, some of them were not born when this captured moment occurred, she included all five championship trophies on it. Kobe's career accolades are engraved on it. And a QR code is there that you can scan and watch footage of all the events that led up to those accolades. The base is shaped like a triangle in honor of the famous triangle offense from Tex Winter and Phil Jackson. She called him PJ then. Vanessa was magnificent. Once again, I was in awe watching her speak. She truly was Vanessa, though. She let us know that Kobe picked the moment captured in that statue. And if you don't like it, she said, tough shit. (laughs) Thunderous laughter. It was so funny. And she said it with a little laugh and a twinkle in her eye. Everybody loved it. She was able to get through it without, you know, breaking down. And I just don't know if I could have done it. She's so strong. After thanking all the speakers, it came time for the reveal. But she didn't just say, pull the curtain. No, that's too ordinary. Instead, she ended with one of Kobe's iconic quotes. Leave the game better than you found it. And when it comes time for you to leave, leave a legend. And then she ended with, and that he did. Soon as she said he did, there was a pop. And the curtain fell and purple and gold confetti rained down everywhere. And there was this beautifully and wonderfully made statue of our beloved Kobe Bryant. Did you guess what Kobe moment was captured in the statue? I know there was like a big, you know, big things going online, you know, having people guess which moment will it be? My guess was it would be either the 81 point game. Or the fifth championship, when he was standing up on the scorer's table, arms outstretched, holding the ball, cheering with the crowd. That, those were my top two. It could have been the jersey pool. Could have been that too. But, well, I was right. This statue is him um, at the 81-point game. When he walks off wearing his number eight white jersey and he holds up his right arm, pointing his number one to the sky. You can see everyone in the audience applauding, standing, looking in awe, some taking pictures and video. All I could say is, wow. My mouth just literally hung open when I saw it. On the front of the base in gold letters against a black background is his name. In all black letters, Kobe Bean Bryant. And under his name, in quotes, Black Mamba. Beautiful. 
The details in the statue is uncanny. You can see the veins in his arms. Even his middle finger on his left hand is slightly crooked. The definition in his legs. The expression on his face. The dimples. Everything. You can see it in this statue. It's just awesome. The five chip championship trophies are surrounding the back. If you haven't seen this statue yet, go online and take a look. You will be in awe of it. I know I was. I really, really was. I'm so glad I took time to watch it. But 2-8-24. In case you haven't figured this out, this date, 2-8-24, was selected as the date for this unveiling for special reasons by Vanessa Bryant herself. The number two, as this was Gigi's jersey number for February, two February. Number eight, of course, was Kobe's first jersey number. So the eighth day in 24, his second jersey worn to close out his outstanding historic 20-year career. Vanessa is so exquisitely committed to selecting dates and themes and titles careful to properly honor Kobe's legacy. I so admire her for that. She's she's doing an amazing job. So afterwards, after the unveiling and everything, a local um, Los Angeles Spectrum Sportsnet reporter interviewed Lakers 2003 Hall of Fame legend, big game, James Worthy. He passionately spoke about how much he misses Kobe how amazing the statue is, how when he's looking at the statue, you can see and hear Kobe. You can almost feel him in the room. He let us know he heard people came from all over the world to see this in person rather than just to watch it on TV and how Kobe was the pulse of the city of LA and how he's never seen anyone like Kobe and how he affects people and how he gave all of himself to the game. Very fitting words from one legend about L.A.'s most famous legend. It's been four years since Kobe, Gianna, and seven others of their friends were tragically killed in that helicopter crash. I tell you, um, January 26th hasn't been the same for me since. I still get sad on that day each year. I still find myself thinking about Kobe nearly every day as if he was a member of my own family. I have never been this impacted by the death of a famous person in my life. And I just cannot explain why this is happening with him. I can't. I miss him. The game misses him. We all think what could have been because he, we just knew we had more time with him. We couldn't wait to see all the wonderful things he was going to do. But instead, we have videos and articles and memories. And fans like me, just like his beautiful wife, Vanessa, will always talk about the greatness of Kobe being Bryant. Because legends never die. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. This was an emotional one, a little bit of an emotional one for me. 
I still, still can't believe that he's gone sometimes. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with me. You could have picked any other podcast, millions of them to listen to, but you spent time with me and I appreciate you so much. Continue to follow me here on Did You Hear What Chocolate Said? Like, comment, share it. Give me some feedback even. Follow the Chocolate Writer on Facebook. Chocolate Writer on Instagram. Chocolate Writer on X and on Threads. Chocolate Writer is everywhere. Even look up my website. If you need help um, promoting your business or getting communication out or getting your foundation together, just contact me on my website. I'm here to help. So in the meantime, continue to strive to be the best version of yourself that you can be in all you do. And as always, this is the Chocolate Girl, and I wish you love, peace, and chocolate.